uh, when it's uh, time. I'm I'm not uh, talking beyond this point. Uh, so great, take away, uh, Steve. Okay, okay. My check, my check. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 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 okay, I'm at your house party getting faded, made money out of nothing like Larry David, boy, you hate it, feel like the greatest, brand new A6, I'm chilling in the whip, and it look like a spaceship, ooh, call me Stanley Kubrick, yeah, I get really foolish, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm monster, so I'm acting really ghoulish, yeah, Scooby-Doo, green machine with the whip, guacamole when I'm extra with the fucking dip, you don't got no chip. So you looking real single Chips stacking up like your boy was a Pringle Yes, I tend to mingle with people that are single Feeling like a star, so your boy just twinkle So I'm in the Hall of Fame I don't play no fucking games Spinning all the dang fruits Your crew is so fucking lame Like, ill. you rock sperries and a fucking polo That's a no-no, I'm on the street like a hobo And then catching my balls Hope solo, that's a goalie Ask your crew, yes, yes, yeah, they know me Sylvie and Double D and Sham. Yeah. Yes, we friends and we about to do this show uh, once again. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Woo. I mean, I, I can go it. off for like 24 bars. We haven't done this in a minute. You feel what I'm saying, man? Dude, you did it. Yeah. No. Yeah, you know, it's back season. We're all getting back into it. You feel me? We got we got the lovely heartthrobs, Dylan Diablo and Sylvie Wayne. Can I tell y'all something a little crazy, guys? Uh, I would expect nothing less. So, I just moved to Manhattan, and there's a lady <clears throat> that dead ass lives in front of my crib. Like, like when you walk in front of your apartment, there's a lady that lives in front of my crib. And every day, she tells me the same thing. She's like, oh, I thought no one lived in this house. I thought no one lived in this apartment complex. I'm like, yo, homegirl, if you want to live in front of my door, don't lie to me. You dig what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to let you rock. You could live in front of the door, read Catcher in the Rye, eat tuna fish, but don't lie to me. You dig what I'm saying? Like, that shit is crazy. Dude, imagine like that. She, yo, that's, that's... She's big time into Holden Caulfield. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so she's, like, living in the Holden street Caulfield. in front of you? <laughs> she looked crazy, but she got, like, half a, like half dreads, but half afro. Not dreads, like, box braids and half afro, but... Shout out to her reading good books. Why would no one live in an apartment complex in New York City in the middle of Manhattan? Right. Because you haven't seen what I live in. It looks like <laughs> sketch. So if you've seen it, you'll be like, homegirl got a reason. But after seeing me three days straight, you know I live. Right. It's Right. It's she just like lives on the street, you're saying. In front of my door. From, oh, nice. From four to like nine, she's in front of my, my door. Yeah. Yeah, I like that in this situation, she's the one that has to, like, suspend belief. Yeah, that's, the, that's like, the funny part is that, like, a, a homeless person is telling you that your house is so shitty that she thought that no one lived there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I'm not going to argue that. But today, yeah. today we have a lovely guest, right? We have a guest that combines both of the factors of this podcast. We're talking about music and comedy. Wow. Feel me? They just released That's insane. Years ago. They just released a lovely album called Guitar Comic. You should go stream that, go cop that, iTunes, get my man some money. And uh, yeah. Dylan wanted to make sure that I said this, that this person has gotten fame from a YouTube video that has 1.1 million views. Oh, wow. yeah. Let me guess, Luke. No, what's up, my man? Oh, man. it's good to be here repping the repping the video that Dylan and I have done together. Um, which I assume people have searched the term "spin the bottle." It was a sketch about a spin the bottle and the man uh, and Dylan falling in love with the bottle itself. Yeah. Um, oh, and have, starting Dylan a relationship. Comedy. Yeah. Really good <laughs> stuff, and. There are about, I'm going to say, ballpark, about 10,000 comments on the video, all of them really wishing that it was just a real spin-the-bottle yeah. video of us kissing and doing it for real, and people were very let down that that's not the case. All of the comments are, like, really <clears throat> mean. They're really, um, they're all, like, 13-year-olds that are, like, <laughs> super-duper mean. And I love that Dylan will reply to all of the comments and be like, thanks, thanks, yeah. appreciate it. Well, oh my You're, God. How nice of you. Actually, they yeah. would be like, yo, like, I mean, I don't, I don't, like, I don't know. But they, they would be like, uh, this isn't real kissing. Yeah, this what isn't is real this? kissing. And I'd be like, no, it is. Here's like behind the scenes stuff. And then I would send them porn. <laughs> <laughs> I would just link out to porn. I go a lot. Yeah. 
that's why. How long did how long ago did you guys make this video? We we made this video like five years ago maybe, but oh, it had yeah, like a million yeah. views for like over like three years probably. It's yeah. A good one. Yeah. So that's like good. Yeah. Hey, you know, there's just pros and cons to being viral, and I guess that's one of them. Yeah. Also, I would like to say Luke's performance in that video is like outstanding. Pour it on me. It's, Pour it on me. It is. I genuinely, gun to my head, don't remember anything uh, that I said in that video. I, don't, I only remember. It is outstanding, <laughs> dude. It's incredible. I believe Lucas so, Rim was the real star of that video. Lucas Rim was also a standout for sure, which he hit so me up like two days ago. So shout out. Great guy. Yeah. So were you guys following like a tight script or would you say <laughs> it wasn't improv uh, improvisational in we nature? We didn't even know anyone was filming. Uh, yeah, exactly. This was a doc. This was a doc. So all, the thing that everyone's mad about it not being um, natural, they need to shut up because it was totally natural. Yeah. I think there was a script, but we definitely did not. It was. I don't know what. I don't remember. I think there. I think there was a script. One of the. One of the. One of like the recurring comments is about how bad the acting is. Sure. Uh, it's like a bunch of like. 13 year olds talking shit to a bunch of 23 year olds. They're probably not wrong. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know 13 year olds are vicious. Great. The first lovely song on Luke's playlist, Shem. Oh. Lovely song. Oh, so do are we do do we listen to the whole thing or just a taste? Hey, when Dylan asked me for this, uh, to, to do this, he said that it was like, uh, five songs throughout my, that uh, are things from throughout my life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a dad song. That's a dad car ride song for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This song makes me miss the days when I used to go to the discotheque for sure. The discotheque? So. <laughs> one, one of the best guitar solos too. Man. Oh man. What if you don't like if you don't like the dance. Yeah, can you say Kid Charlemagne? Kid Charlemagne by Steely Dan. If you keep listening to it, you'll also hear it's where uh, Kanye West got the sample for the Champion uh, off Graduation. Oh. You'll you'll hear oh. that in there. So that's okay. a it's it's a it's a hot one, and it's all about a um, a drug dealer in L.A. or a drug dealer in New York City uh, or, or in San Francisco. No one knows. I think San Francisco. Drug dealer who like their rise to power and then eventually becoming uh, straight up like Scarface style and then their eventual uh, downfall. It's, classic, a, it's a good little story song. Yeah. Classic Steely Dan story. Steely Dan loves to sing about um, drugs. They yeah, do. Drugs that's, and that's who'd have thought acid jazz would be that there'd be two meanings to it. Yeah. 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 Wait, so uh, why this? Why this song? I mean. Uh, I unabashedly uh, love Steely Dan, but definitely my dad was like, loves Steely Dan. So he would always be blaring it in the car. Um, but also just like caught the, got the guitar bug from it early too, because they, they have so much tasty, like wah pedal, like the solo in, in Kid Charlemagne is so nasty. And it's like, the, it, there's the story that they had like, uh, they're famously like um, perfectionists in the, in the studio and they had like guy after guy coming in and ripping solos and they were like, nah, get out of here. Next guy. Nah, we're not feeling it. Yeah. So they, they, I think it was like something like the 11th guy or something that they had in that they were like, this guy gets it. This guy gets it. Wow. Is that, that's who's in Steely Dan now, the 11th guy? Or Here's the thing. Steely Dan's only two guys. Yeah. Wait, I And they're like, it's over, and then they're like, oh, wow. Wait, can, I want to say, uh, so Steely Dan's there's, drummer. There's movements to it. There's movements. Uh, like throughout the song? Mm-hmm. So Steely Dan's drummer, Donald Fagan, is from the town that I grew up in, in New Jersey. Uh, wow. Donald Fagan is the man. He's still kicking. He's, He's still going. Kicking. 
Did you, like, used to go to his house when you were, like, trick-or-treating and stuff? Uh, no, I fucking wish. So, like, but he, like, so he wasn't, he, he like, grew up in the town, hated the town, left when he was, like, 17 or 18, I think, went to New York, and then, like, became famous with, like, Steely Dan. Uh, but, like, but, yeah, so yeah. He famously hated the town. He also, wow. Steely Dan's only two guys, and it's Donald Fagan, who yeah. plays piano and saxophone and sings. And then Walter Becker plays is like this weirdo. They're both little troll men. They're both look like, <laughs> oh man, you guys would never get famous now. Yeah, right. but uh, both little troll guys. And Walter Becker is this weird, weird like, uh, like guy who looks like he's too into IPAs and craft beer nowadays. It's kind of his vibe. He's dead now, R.I.P. Um, but no more they craft. famously formed a band by. Donald Fagan walking through New York and he heard uh, Walter Becker playing guitar with his window open in New York City and he was like, that guy fucking rocks. And then he like was basically like yelled to him and they formed a band. Those two. Yeah, yeah. that could That's how never happen. It's wild because that could never happen now. Because it's like, sorry? Sorry, no, keep going. No, I was like thinking about like how people like saw the Velvet Underground at like CBGBs and were like, we should form a band, and that's just how people did it. And now it just doesn't work like that well, at all. Steve has that woman outside of his house. That's the thing. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Okay. And it feels like that's a band waiting to happen. Yeah, she can get- right. I I do like that you gave her some credit that you're like, my house does look like it could be like. Yeah. I promise you, Luke, my, my apartment complex look, look a little sketchy. But who's the 11th dude, though? That's that's what, like... I know. You don't know? Yeah. He also, the guy who plays drums in that song, like, he was like, I'm the only one who plays drums like this. And I'm like, okay. All right. Wait, so... But that- there, there's, they have, like, a bunch of, like, making of documentaries of all their albums because they're so, like, famously difficult to work with. But so, yeah, but... Yeah, they're, they're nasty. The Did name Donald of the 11th guy is Larry Carlton, if you're interested. Oh, thank Larry you, Carlton. Of Larry Carlton strolled in and he's like, I get it. I get it. I fucking feel this. You guys want a lot of inversions and different movements. Uh, let's do this. Let's rock. Let's do this. He, he had like, listened to Steely Dan before, but no one else had ever heard of them when they were rolling into that studio. By the time Kid Charlemagne rolled in, these guys were on top of their game. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. We're talking... So, yeah, we about to roll. We about to roll into <laughs> the second track. Hit us, Shem. Oh, my second track. Back. Oh, this wow. is this is high school. We got the high school. It's just thunder. Sylvie loves it. Oh. You know this one? No. About spring and the storm. For a second, I thought it was Beach Boys, but it's not. How it goes. Yeah, you gotta wait till it kicks in before you cut it out. This is a beautiful song. Blah, 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 blah. It does sound very Wes Anderson. Won't you please stop complaining? I'm playing a song. Yeah, this song is great because it features uh, the moon. They, the moon at one point takes a verse, and the moon has like this really low pitch shifted. The second verse is them is them asking questions to the moon. It's good. It's a great song. And uh, yeah, man, I I also really like a band called Tally Hall. Hmm. Sorry, what was it? It's a band called Tally Hall. They're in Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, band that my in high school I got like into them so 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 deep because they uh um my high school i grew up in cincinnati my high school is this big giant public school right but our high school was so fucking big that it had a radio station we had a radio station in our 
like you could take radio class and uh, be a DJ on the radio, like 89.9 WLHS. So that was like the cool thing to do. And so I, that was like my identity in high school was that I was one of the radio guys. And the best part about being one of the radio guys is that they would ship the school boxes of CDs and promo materials and bullshit, just like they would a radio station. And so basically through my high school years, I had like unlimited access to all the music that I wanted to like burn or put on my iPod or whatever it was. So I like definitely got the ability to steal a lot of music. And this was one that I just like going through boxes of CDs, like just found this band. And I was like, these guys are so smart and I love that they, they do a lot of like different genres on their one. You know, I, I still think of their album as probably one of my favorite albums of all time. And it's very weird and kind of wonky, but I love it. All right. That's awesome. Wait, is Tally Hall like a big band? No. No? <laughs> I don't know. I was just no. like, I, I wasn't. No. I was like, maybe I just haven't heard of them. No, no. I like that though. One of the, really the, cool. the guy who sings that song, um, like lo- uh, lost his mind. Oh. Also from my town. Joe Holly? <laughs> I wish. Um, I just think it's interesting because I feel like there's probably a lot of great bands or comedians, if we're going to rope that in, or people who do comedy that will like never be discovered by the general public who are so good. Like there's so much like untapped talents out there. Speaking okay. of myself, myself included, <laughs> that the people will never know. Yeah, so, so you're saying you're you're just putting the stamp on yourself that you will not be discovered. You're like, I, I don't will not hear about me. Yeah, I think I'm gonna be one of those undiscovered geniuses like Tally Hall. But I think Steve's okay. gonna get famous, so it'll balance out. I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm chilling. Shout out! Shout out! I always wanted to be a high school DJ, but in in my high school, they only had like one small ass room, and then they gave it to some dude that was like borderline racist. And then I sure. try to tell the the school same, same with us racist, and then and they were like, "Nah, you just fronting." So I never got to be the school DJ. And yeah. they only had, they had an eleventh grade. That's how poor my school was. We had an eleventh grade. So I'm like, "All right, the dude's in twelfth grade. When he leaves, you feel me? I'm gonna take his position, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody want to do that shit." They only had one guy do it. They only had one dude. One dude, he's Alexander like, Williams. If Alexander Williams, you hearing this? You dead ass racist. So, no, for real. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Yeah, but, Alex Willis. Williams. But, uh, You're racist. 12th grade, we had to make budget cuts. So they just destroyed the whole radio shit. So I was sick. I think, I think same with us. Like, I would be very surprised if the radio station was still around. Dude, like, I, would, I would like to imagine that it's just one guy and they're like, this is your responsibility now. And he, like, can't leave that room because the radio station is always on. So he's just there. See, I... I was pretty proud of it because, like, you, we had we had one main booth and then one little shitty one off to the side. And the shitty one off to the side was what – because it was a real radio station that was going all the time, right? And so a lot of the time you're recording, like, half-hour blocks that they can put on to air at, like, 2, 3, 4 in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I remembered, like – and basically like the, the radio teacher would have to listen to your block and see if you fucked anything up, any of your transitions. Cause this is like back in the day where you're like, you have one CD player going here and then like another CD player over here. You know what I mean? So it's like, you're like, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're kind of doing two things at once, but then he would also judge you off of like what music you played in your block and whether or not it would be in the rotation. And I remember my buddy Ian was like, in the radio stuff like he was deep into it too but the teacher never put his blocks on because he was just like i'm not putting your block on because you always try to put wonder boy by tenacious d on every fucking time he's like we're not put i'm not doing it i'm not putting wonder boy on our station we're not doing it that's one. that's a no fly zone song so would people in those blocks would it be like was there ever talk radio or anything so I definitely would do after school. I would ho- just go straight to the radio room, and then we would do talk. You could have people call in, and I would do, I did the flavor of love uh, call in hour, and I would have <laughs> ladies. There would be ladies that would call in and talk about how they think Delicious deserves to go home, and that she's not there for Flav, and she's not there for the right reasons. And I would love to talk to them about it. I, I, like, I had a I had a radio show. I respect your opinions uh, on Delicious. That's so good. I had a radio show in college with my friend Jamal called Things We Hate with Jamal and Dylan. 
and we would just talk about things we hated and people would call in and just like rip us apart because we were just we just we would just be talking about this stuff and not it was just opinion it was there's no fact base so people would just like tear into us and they were like i don't like that you guys don't like um good uh, spin the bottle acting yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, all, I hate good. Out. I hate good yeah. acting and spin the bottle videos. Also, I prefer it, all, it to be bad. There's all a bunch of thirteen-year-olds calling in. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We about to hit what's goody with the third track, though. Oh shit! That was a oh, now we're going into college years. We're entering the college years. Crazy. It's a banger. Uh, so who and what is this and why does this resonate with you? Um, this song I definitely like stumbled in got into when I was in college doing a lot of college uh, comedy stuff, improv and sketch and stand up stuff. <laughs> so this was always like this always reminds me of like a pre show. This is like an oh nine uh, people filtering into a you know, to see to see our, our our college goofs. Um, what but was it's your Booker college team. improv? Te- oh, sorry, what was your college improv team called? Just because I, I like to know the names of college improv teams. My college improv team, I will say, of all, like we definitely like interacted with other schools' teams that had way cringier names, but ours was just called Black Sheep Inc. So, oh, that's not bad. It's not even that's a no. Yeah. That's no. fine. Yeah. No, yeah, th- there's like other schools that had like Mission Improbable, where I'm like, oh, bub, buddy. Yeah, we were just yeah, Black, Black, Black Sheep, Sheep Inc. Ink Prov. That's wild. Though. Could have been yeah. Black Sheep Ink Prov. Uh, it could have been. It could have been. Uh, but luckily, we swerved. We swerved last second. Um, but yeah, we would definitely, you know. Now, could any of you tell me that singer is not a part of? That that song is by Booker T. Jones, who's just an organ player. He just play. He's like old, like sixties. He he's popular for the song "Green Onions," that was like a hit song in the sixties. It's just like an instrumental. It's in the Sandlot. If you heard it, you'd be like, "Oh, I know that song." Okay. Um, Wait. So is he uh, so singing on the track that you just played, though? Or that we just so the the person that sang on the track that I just played is from a popular band. I don't know if you guys recognize the singer at all, but it was not not a. Uh, this is Green Onions. Ah. This is the song that he's famous for. Oh, yeah. Green Onions fucks. Yeah, that's a yeah. Green Onions yeah. is great. Green Onions played in, like, every movie trailer in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the song rocks. Yeah. yeah. And a, it was like yeah. something heisty is about to happen. 100%. <laughs> Let's throw on Green Onions. Yeah. yeah. Wait, but who's the... Pretty sure the whole movie Snatch. This was just underneath <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Just have it play like Dags. Well. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but who's, um, who's the singer? It's uh, it's Jim James from My Morning Jacket. If you've oh. ever heard My wow. Morning Jacket, he's a uh, yeah, love love town. Jim James. He's he's from Louisville. He's from Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind then. Never mind. You are yeah yeah he's from my town. <laughs> okay. Uh, we saw them. I saw them in louisville one time and they was they were breaking in they were the first band to perform at, at the uh the big giant like university of louisville basketball stadium and it's called the kfc yum center and they came out they were like we're the first ones to play the kfc yum center and so they like took the stage and then they were like but we, we want to do it right and so they all exited <laughs> stage and they and they came back out all dressed as colonel sanders everyone Aww. in the band just did the whole set as colonel sanders and i was that's, like that is right i'm wearing jacket right. rocks they were right yeah. i love that, is, that wait also i just want to say a great improv team name would be kfc yum center that's wild the kfc yum center would be a great improv team name 
I like that they KFC definitely paid for the naming rights, and they're like, "Okay, cool, we'll have it be the KFC Center." Like, nah. <laughs> we need to we need to inject yum into that. People need to know that's KFC advertising. Tastes good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I they won't people know. forget. The people forget. I think the greatest improv college naming team I ever heard was Koofy Smack. So shout out. That's a good team name. Yeah, shout out my man Phoenix and UMass for naming his team Koofy Smack because that's the Minutemen. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember what my improv, what my college improv team. I don't know what it was, but I, I always, I know like, like notoriously, uh, I, I have, I named this improv team I had in New York. And oh, uh, people, oh, this story, like this old the chestnut. Name. The the name the name was uh, the New York City. <clears throat> sorry, the name was the New York City Highline is a fun place to walk. Wow, with an exclamation point at the end. <laughs> uh, See, I, I'm a big believer in improv team names either being one syllable or seventy five. <laughs> so mine was seventy five. Uh, if you couldn't tell, <clears throat> and people. People on the team either really liked the name or really did not like the name. A girl on the team quit over the name and stopped talking to me. She hasn't talked to me in two years. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. You guys did good improv, though. Yeah, but the improv is great. I would be so vexed if my team's name was that long, fam. So, hey, shout out, shout out, homegirl. You know what it is. But yeah, but everyone. I'm on her side. I'm truly on her side. Is this in Chicago, Dylan? No, this is not in Chicago. But <laughs> because I, I would have liked it more if it was a it was a Highline oh, reference in Chicago. Chicago. It would have been it would have been funnier if it was in uh in Chicago for sure. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I got this because someone that we mentioned earlier, Lucas Rim, um, named one time I was on a team with him and Marcus Haugen, I think, and they named the team or we named the team Japan, a, like J Japan, a land of wonder or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, this is like, that's great. Could you imagine if you guys had that name and then, um, Lucas wasn't at the show and it was just you two white guys that had that and you're yeah, like, okay. Think, yeah, okay. It'd be pretty bad. Also, I want to say Lucas is not Japanese. He's Korean. Um, no, but people so, will assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that's the way people are. Still pretty bad, probably. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know it's not bad and not racist? The next song. Thank you. I don't know if you, it's not racist. For all you know. Yeah, could, Did you vet these? Yeah, what what if the next song is like, and this is kind of where I took a turn in my life? <laughs> oh, here we go. That's yeah, Shep's the only one who hears them ahead of time, so we don't know. Oh, they think about you. Propelling my body when the time it comes through. Loving on you till the time it comes through. Like, I, I don't think it's Anderson Pac, but it has Anderson Pac vibes. Is this unknown yeah. something orchestra? No. Uh, that song, no. It's uh, by a kid named Still Woozy. He does, oh, like, all, everything out of his bedroom. He's so good, man. He's, like, my absolute. Dude, everything. He's my favorite. He's Wait, you've seen him? Yeah, on YouTube, that guy's sick. Yeah. yeah he's great. Yeah. He's, a, he's an L.A. guy. That uh, song was great. That All of his songs are so good. They're all, like should be insane like all of the they should be everywhere I, that song's super popular but he's got other ones that are just like this kid is unreal but that song just reminds me a lot of my year in, in new york that was like when i w was at snl that always reminds me that drop always reminds me of coming up the elevator to 8h and walking in right like with everything buzzing and everything going crazy that drop i would always be like walk into my dressing room and i was like those were there was were the moments where i was like Man, this is like so cool and weird right, right, and right. crazy. Yeah, so that song always reminds me of yeah, walking into Thirty Rock. Yeah, that song fucking rocked. Yeah, that's like, a good one. I, yeah, I need to check that shit out. I don't know. His videos are pretty cool too. I like his like brand and his style. Like his videos are cool. Yeah, yeah. his video. Yeah, he's cool. He's he's great, and he's one of those guys. Like I feel like. Um, a lot of the guys who get labeled as like he, his genre is bedroom pop 
because he just makes stuff out of right. his bedroom, out of his house. Yeah. Where it's like, <clears throat> because of that, I feel like a lot of the times they don't release like albums. It's it's just like piecemeal singles. Like he's just always just he's always just randomly one song here and there that I've now over the years like. I'm like I'm making the album for him, so yeah, now I'm dude. like, okay, this is I'm thinking this is your this is your first track. This one's your this one you want to lead off with Goody Bag, the do one we do, just listened to. Do you do you? Yeah. Do you ever do like YouTube to MP3? <laughs> I definitely. There was a time in my life. There oh, was certainly you, a time like, in my life. Like you like rip it? Yeah, are people not doing that anymore. I do that. For- I still I still do it. Yeah, I do that for every DJ. I'm not gonna finna fucking buy the fucking song if I'm doing a DJ set. Yeah, I do it when I wanna like when I have a video and I wanna score it with a song and I don't wanna pay for the song. Yeah. yeah. Come mm. at me, government. But you, cause you said it was on YouTube, right? Still boozy. Oh yeah, I mean everything's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you said it was on YouTube.com, correct? com slash the interwebs. Uh, I was gonna say when you were like, yeah, it's like that the door like opening at 8h and like walking in. My first instinct was like, yeah, you know, I feel like I have a song for like all these like moments in my life, and then I was like, oh wait, that's literally what this podcast is. Yeah, yeah, we forget sometimes. Yeah. Did you feel like you were like I'm making it in New York when you were like listening to that song and like no, not at all. <laughs> I def I definitely think New York is a good city to uh, walk around and listen to music in. That's totally. like one For of sure. the best things to do. I feel like I feel like Chicago is too, but you're listening to uh, music while you're like freezing to death and yeah. you're like fighting the elements. So there's different songs where I'm like. This song reminds me of like walking in minus seventy five degree wind chill to like you know what I mean where I'm like yeah. right. it, it, a lot of the times the the music that reminds me of Chicago are things that remind me of like traumatic yeah dude like, it's like me hiding my face from the from the wind kind right, of stuff right yeah totally but, uh, I do I agree dude honestly one of my favorite things to do is just like fucking walk around outside of New York and like listen yeah. to music and just like bump it like there's so much energy that it's just like it's such a vibe like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I ask, sorry, Luke, Go for can it. I ask, what city are you in right now? I am in uh, Los Feliz in L.A. <laughs> oh, so I live in Love it. Fox. Love it out here. It's great. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I feel like, all. sorry, I felt like all the times walking around New York, I felt like I almost needed to listen to music just because, like, especially, like, uh, when I lived in New York, I lived in Hell's Kitchen, which not a good choice. Not somewhere you no. would be like, this is where uh, you need to live. Like physically convenient for your job at the time, but which was the only only right. factor into deciding. But that. Yeah, yeah, not a bit of a shit show of a neighborhood. Not super fun to live in, but also, yo, your apartment was sick. If you say so, it was a studio apartment in Hell's <laughs> Kitchen. So. It was like in a nice ass. Like it was awesome. It was like. It was fine. It was like 30 stories up or something, wasn't it? 33rd floor. We had a great view. Yeah. Our view was insane. Yeah, Our killer view was view. great. Yeah. But everything else logistically about it, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the view, baby. Holy Oh, hey. We pay for that view. But that shit was fire, though. Yeah. Dude, I had that. I had a buddy. Have you seen? Have you? Do you have any friends or have you met anyone that has the little weird app, like the invite only app that lets you change? The colors of the Hancock Building, yes. or not the Hancock Building, of the of the Empire, Empire State, State Building. Building. Yeah. Uh, I I remember my buddy gave me the access to that thing to let you change the colors of the lights on there, and I I must have I abused it so bad. Anytime we had friends over, I was like, see that spire over there? I'm thinking maybe teal would be better. That's like a really cool <laughs> set, party trick, though. Set in the mood. Oh, I mean, it was that's... like the coolest trick I had up my sleeve. Yeah, know? that's not not impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, I feel like like I don't know how it's not constantly changing all the time. Right. I'm sure there's like some control or like some like at some point some people do like a master and there are like some days where it has to be like certain colors, etc. Yeah. Totally. There, yeah. There's certain days where you couldn't do it. Like if it's yeah, like yeah. holiday things, they have like, yeah. a thing going. But like when it's normal, like. Part of it is like the app is like you can basically hit like request control and then you can see if there's like a line, but it'll give you control for like two minutes at a time. But most of the time when I had it, 
it was automatic. You could just. <laughs> That's wild. And I remember being like, this is fucked up. Like, this is crazy. That, it's like, like, why do I have this? It's like weird to be a, like a single person in New York and have control of something that big. That I know. I, that everyone can see. Yeah. That's wild. And there was two of them. There were two. I forget what the other building was that has the colored spire, but you could do two of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, yeah. That, that's the best thing about living in New York City is having that yeah, app. The only good thing about New York. It's one Bryant Park and four Times Square, a.k.a. the Bank of America Tower and the former Condé Nast building. Oh, yeah. The Bank of America Tower especially has like a very distinctive... They're all the fucking Empire State Building to me. I mean, it's like, it's a pointy one, it's a fucking... It's whatever it is. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, hey, girl, watch this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a while... Because I feel like... Uh, obviously Chicago's a fifth the size, but I was like, man, Chicago did a really good job of like their public transit is just a lot more intuitive and it's set up. I think is yeah. easier to get around blah, blah, blah. Where I was like, and then I thought to myself, I'm like, Oh, you know why I think the Chicago is just like designed better as a city is it burned to the ground. Yeah. And then they were All like, right. we should do this. We should build this again, but we should put alleyways in. Yeah. To right. put the tra- they redid. No, they took away the alleyways in Chicago. Oh yeah! Oh, wait, now, no, now there it's are new. alleyways. There are alleyways, and it's like dangerous. Yeah, sure. But I think I when I I just remembered like walking through like uh, I lived on Fifty First and Tenth, and just walking the mile from my house on Fifty First, like through all the shit, through you know Times, you know through all yeah, like yeah. Broadway and all that stuff to Thirty Rock, which is on Fifty First as well. I just remember being like. This city, if just Manhattan burned down real quick, we could, they could really redesign it in such a ergonomic way where it makes a lot more sense. I mean, sense. they tried. They came real close uh, 20 years ago. but Yeah. Hey, hey, man. Hey. Yeah. Oh, my God. When I was there, I was like, did that even happen? Because I went down where they said it happened. I was like, I can't see. There's nothing left. So I doubt it. Who even knows if anything is there? See, this, this is the kind of song where a snippet won't do it justice. This is the kind of song that you gotta have, you gotta have the, the commitment to the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Andrew Bird is so good, though. Yeah. Dude, you fucking listen to Andrew Bird drinking your wine. They're profiting from your worry. Selling blanks down at the DMZ The banking on the sound and fury Makes you wonder what it all's got to do with start with green onions and edge Yeah. This one's got such a good ramp up to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's so good. It's it's very chill to start. Gotta yeah, like smoke this, a L and have a nice car. Yeah, the uh, uh, smoking at the beach with your millions. Uh, you've stolen your millions, and now you're retired at 35. Exactly. Yeah, young money. <laughs> yeah, Are we really listening to the whole song? We can. I think we kind of need a palate cleanser after Shem's 9-11 joke. Yeah. Oh my god. And again, we don't know if it happened or not. There's no proof. <laughs> went, went down there. My god. What my favorite part of this episode is Shem at the beginning being like, this is the last time you'll hear me talk. Unless I interject with a 9-11 and then comes in with a 9-11. I gotta, but I gotta pitch in with this. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here, I'm here for it. Yeah, that should be that should be part of his. Uh, he's like I'm producer slash I wait for my moment. <laughs> all his all his moments are like really dark, oh, kind of inappropriate. Yeah, and the Steve Run is easy of the group. All right, uh, Andrew Bird, Bloodless, of my final. So you were there. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Thank god. 
And it's it is funny. I almost forgot that we're it's going to be the twenty year anniversary. And thank God Shem reminded me. All right. Dude, okay. Why'd you pick this song, Luke? Yeah. <laughs> so this song is about this song is about building seven. Um, it's, oh my uh, god! Yeah, it's, uh, right, there comes like a moment in like every conversation. Like there was like for a while where like you get to nine eleven, but like we we don't have to let this podcast become that. It's true. Um, you guys can do a whole edits. episode on that. Yeah, yeah. it's like five songs. Yeah, and also uh, Shem edits these. He's definitely gonna edit all this. Out. What if he don't? Uh, <laughs> maybe he won't. I don't. Or edit he'll edit. Out. We've talked. He'll edit himself saying it, so it just sounds like I'm crazy and accusing <laughs> him of doing that. Edits himself out, so there's never a joke. Yeah, we're all talking. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get it off it after this. I went down our YouTube rabbit hole the other day, and I uh, stumbled upon um, something to do with like system of a downs, like why they aren't really a thing anymore. And they talked about their like the height of their popularity, um, and apparently they released like you know what is it? Um, what's it? It's wake up. Mother little put a little makeup. Yeah, Chop yeah. Suey. Yes. Chop Suey, which is a play on Chop Suey side. It's meant to be because uh, mm -hmm. oh, the song was just supposed to be called Suicide. And they're like, maybe not. Oh, and they're like, what right. about Chop Suey with a wink that it is a reference to suicide? And the song, I think, was I think their album dropped on 9 11. Oh. Like, or I think it either came out on 9 11 or, or very close. And people were like, this seems oh, no. like. Wow. A weird timing for y'all, oh, System no. of the Down, but no. I forgot which band, but wasn't there a band that like a few days before 9-11 The coup. An album Yeah, where the cover was literally like World Trade Center blowing oh, up. It was no. like something insane. Like, the Simpsons definitely had a World Trade Center blow it up joke too. And they was like, oh, go boy, yikes. But yeah, it's the no. coup. Uh, Boots Riley wrote. Oh my god! This literally came out Boots. like two days before 9/11. It's so crazy. Get out. That's wild. Get That's out. wild. Yeah. I got a, I got a Boots Riley uh, story. I worked one day at Vinny's Pizzeria in Williamsburg. My first customer was Boots Riley. He comes in. I had on like a. What you call it, like a Sopranos hockey jersey? Comes in, he gets two slides. He goes, "My man, I like that baseball jersey." Leaves me five dollar <laughs> tip. And I was like, "That's crazy." That man really made like, "Sorry to bother you." That's crazy. First customer. <laughs> Sorry to bother you. So good. Yeah. Great. So it was the best movie crazy. of whatever year it came out. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. All right, dude. Why did you choose that, Andrew? Yeah, let's go back. <laughs> Andrew Bird. He grew up in my town. I, the, the way that I uh, the way that I picked um, the previous one for being like a good walking around New York song, uh, I think that driving around LA with like sunroof open and the windows down is all is is the same kind of feeling when you're driving around. Like it's a good like I like to just blare blare my weird uh, you know yeah. So but it's got yeah, that's a, it's a good ramp in that song. That song it's got a good escalation too. So what do you like going. better, New York or LA? It, I don't com I won't compare them because I don't I don't think my year in New York is fair to judge it off of. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah, it's like it was an intense it, time. It's it was an abusive relationship, so it's like I don't think I can judge the city off of my time there. I, I you know. Now that I've been out here, I will say that it's objectively easier to live here. Um, Dude, just in terms of, yeah. In terms of what? Is it? Um, like, I mean, nice weather I've, now, like I've now lived in Chicago, New York, LA. They're all three pretty fucking expensive, right? Yeah, right. But like, living in Manhattan so expensive. was yeah. so expensive. Yeah. And not only was it so expensive, it's just like, I, I, I thought of like, like, you know, you see all the I love New York stuff and, you know, all over the place where I'm like the people that really say it and mean it. You're saying it because of you love this place because it's cool and the energy and like there's a lot going on. But there is like an asterisk of like, I love it, even though it's 
crazy expensive, crowded, jammed with tourists, hard to get around. Even when you really know your way around, you'd be like, yeah, you just take the F train and you get over and you're fine. And then you get on an F train and then like two stops in, someone mumbles over the loudspeaker like, there's no longer an F train, it's an L train now. You're like, what did that guy? Did anyone just hear what that guy said? Like, yeah, now you're in Queens, so good luck. Like, it's just shit like that. We're it's it's like loving the city in spite of a lot of barriers yeah. of like livability. Where you're like, how is the island of Manhattan? How are there five grocery stores on the whole island? Where it's like, <laughs> I, it, would, it would be really cool if I didn't have to walk so you know, just like little things that add up. You're just yeah. like everything that can be inconvenient about this place is fucking inconvenient. But if you have like a bajillion dollars, I'm sure it's the best. Probably all living. Yeah. Have somebody raise your kids and just hang out at Murphy's Cheese, uh, wherever that place is. <laughs> but I, I did. I, I liked. I loved Brooklyn a lot more. I like it was much more my speed, and I I really enjoyed hanging out there more. But it was like I was there like the the time that the L train was like totally down. I felt like so. I was like. Cool. So it's just like the one place I want to go hang out is almost impossible to get to. Yeah, You're just like so, not allowed over there. I was actually talk, talking about that today. That like the like like they fixed the L train. Like once the pandemic happened, they fixed the L train in three months. That shit was supposed to be <laughs> two years. Right. Two years, and then the pandemic hit, and it happened in three months. Right. I, I always like how there's a thousand train lines in that city and none of them empty into the airport. Yeah. 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 Or um, when the pandemic was happening, they're like, don't worry, guys, we're going to start deep cleaning our subways. And it's like, what were you doing before that? Were, <laughs> it was just like, we weren't cleaning. They were like, we were just lying. We were, yeah. They were like yeah. pissing on them and being like, it's clean, baby. Yeah. I don't think anyone thought that they were clean. Though. I don't think they like were saying that they were clean before. You know what yeah. I mean? So now, Luke, we're about to give you a song about you right now off the dome skis. Improvise, you feel me? Once Dylan done drinking out H2O, we got you. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> give, it, give it to me with both barrels. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, okay, hey. Hey, hey, okay, okay, listen, 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 okay, LN number one, not 11th man, all I do is shred it to that steely dance, yeah, I spin it, bring it back like a replay, Cincinnati boy and your boy is a DJ, goddamn right, and I'm doing it so well, I'll bump it still, Uzi in SNL, and I do this boy, please don't make a comment, be honest, I'm a comic, yeah. And wait, I got guitars, I'm a star, going far. Ask my pops, hit guitar strings, them shits won't pop. Boy, stop, I came first, never ever second. They gon' remember your boy like a joke about nine. <laughs> just playing, just playing this loop. And your boy's so sick, like your boy got a puke. I went from shop town to LA, cause I'm feeling the truth. And hit me up on streaming service when I hit the booth. Wait, 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 wait. Incredible. Love it. Beautiful. And, and I was I was just waiting to be skewered at any moment. I was like, honestly, totally nice the whole time. <laughs> really, really built you up. Man. Yeah. Really build me up. And I'm not used to that. I'm more of a negative reinforcement kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, make, that, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I like to read those spin the bottle comments just to, like, get me ready for my day. Yeah. I like to go back and be like, all right. Yeah, we're stacked forever. Cool. I'm very it is, negative affirmation kind of guy, you know. Yeah, it is funny how 13 year olds just have so much power over us now. Like it's just like I'll any kind of negative comment, I'll be like, "This is right. It's, it's true." Even though it's like us, someone with a half developed brain saying it. If a 13, I I like if a 13 year old were to say something mean to me, it would destroy me. Yeah. I'd be wrecked. Yeah. I'd be devastated. I'm, I'm happy my viral video, all the comments are really nice. So. Yeah, yeah, humble. That's, lucky, <laughs> yeah, that's very lucky. But then I went You'll get there. Yeah. Put out a second one. The second one, they <laughs> were going in on me. I ain't gonna lie. They'd be like, he wore that beanie in the last one. <laughs> <laughs> get a new beanie. Why can't this guy take off this beanie? <laughs> Yo, you look crazy. I really got the beanie on in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to plug anything? Say anything to them? No, no. I'm, 
I'm one of those people. I feel like I have enough people that follow me on my, on the social. So just like if you this if you if you're hearing me for the first time, stay away. Um, I have enough. There's enough people that pick up what I'm putting down. So just keep doing you. You know what I mean? Just 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 have fun with whatever you're into right now. Um, no, I'm on I'm on I'm on the gram. I'm on you know I'm Luke Null on all the places. Got the got the sweet sweet blue check that I did not work for. I don't have enough followers where it's like yeah you should have that. I shouldn't have it, but I do have it. Nice. So hit me up on there. It'll be me. It'll, yeah. I have a little thing. You still doing improv with Newport Hounds? Oh, no. I feel like uh, SNL was like the, basically when I got that phone call, what they didn't tell me was, you'll never do improv again. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> that makes sense. For me, that That's be, fair. feels like a blessing. Seems, seems good. I, I do miss the community that comes with the improv yeah, so. there's a lot of good yeah. funny people that do improv and i miss Absolutely. that yeah. because right. hanging out with stand-ups is more of a bummer that's a yeah. Uh, yeah. god bless yeah. you saying that. that's a major fact yeah it's literally the only reason any of us know each other yeah, so. yeah. yeah they're they're objectively worse people but i also i love i mean i love it and those are the people i want to hang out with but they are objectively worse people than yeah. improv. your negative affirmations exactly yeah, yeah. you need it. uh how is how is doing stand up right now in, in New York? Is stuff coming back or is it all still dead? Us? There's like outdoor open back. mics, yeah. Um, now that it's getting warmer, I'm not I'm not that into it, but I think it's like slowly coming back. I don't know how's the vax rate in LA because in New York, I think it's actually pretty decent. Like a lot of people are getting vaccinated. I think it's. I mean, they just announced in LA that everybody can get it um, on the fifteenth. So wow. I'm nice. hoping. Uh, yeah, hoping to get a shot in New York that everybody over 30 tomorrow or everybody 30 yeah. tomorrow can get it. And then after a week, everyone can That's get cool. it, I think, right? Yeah. Well, 16 plus. So essentially. Everyone. But then, yeah. then I think that they said, except for 13 year olds, they said, 13 year olds <laughs> yeah, cannot get this. Value. YouTube commenters. Yeah. If you have a, if you actively comment on YouTube videos, you, you have to rough it. Specifically this one. Uh, yeah, if you so your much. username is yeah. InvaderZim853, you cannot get the bags. Yeah. I'm for it. I'm for it. Well, uh, Luke, thank you so much for doing this and, uh, and blessing us with these lovely tracks. Uh, Appreciate you guys. Of course. They toast you. Cheers. Up.